0: Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This episode, it's even more gloriously chaotic than usual, as moustachioed Missouri Mark hijacks the episode, then grants twisted abilities. Woeful Wade sings an intermission trumpet solo, and chooses communication, tastelessness, and transparency. Bumblebee Bob explains winflation and becomes an empathic vomit comet. From free beer to an epic death duel, yes, it's time for gifts, holes, and powers. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted
1: and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Distractable. I'm today's host. Yes, you are. Uh, because I won. Yep, mm-hmm. the last episode. Fair and square. Uh, I'm joined as always by my friends Mark and Bob. Hey, guys. Hello! How is up? And if you've never been here, this is the show where one of us hosts, the other two compete for points. And at the end, weird shenanigans happen, and one of them is named the winner and doesn't believe it and has no faith and thinks there's something else going on. Until the end of the next one. There's nothing else going on, Mark. That's one. There's nothing else going on. Continue. Welcome, everybody, and welcome back. I will start off as the host with uh, some small talk from the other two. How are you guys doing? Said two?
2: No. Okay. Uh I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I got a big water bottle full of water next to me. I'm trying to hydrate. I'm trying to I'm trying to work out more in the new years. My all of me is pretty sore right now. Honestly, Mark, that looks like a beer. It is a beer.
1: Is that a an alcohol free beer? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's good because I hate my imprisoned alcohol. I prefer it to be free.
2: Uh yeah, but I'm I've been I'm trying to work out more in it. I'm sore. That's how it's
1: supposed to be, right? It's good. Yeah, it sucks at first, but I mean, once you get into it, it's not too bad. How many months before it feels good? That's my question. Oh, 45 years. Yeah, I don't
0: know about the feeling good part. Even when I was like in the midst of my working out, probably an overall life feeling good a little better, but in the workouts, it always sucked.
2: But see, isn't that the lie that they tell people, in-shape people tell out-shape people like, oh, well, I, I, it's an endorphin high. I, working out makes me feel better. Is that just actually a lie? Is that complete bullshit? Is it, it's like the
1: runner's high. I don't think the runner's high exists because I've never had it. I think those runners just smoked a lot of weed before they went for a run. They talk about reaching the runner's high, but like I tried to run to get in shape a few times and like even when i was running i don't know a couple miles it was like i never at the point where i felt like i was at the runner's high it was more the runners like oh dear god five more steps okay maybe i can go like five more steps oh for the love of god five more steps oh the top of the hill top of the hill if i guess to the top of the hill i'll stop oh and then i get there and it's like oh runner's high where are you yeah i've i've
0: ran up to i think the most i've ran is um probably a 5k at once, and at no point in there it was like, "Thank goodness!" All I could think of was like, "Man, my feet hurt. Oh boy, I should get better shoes." The
1: calf burn.
0: All I think when I run is, "Ow,
2: ow, 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 ow." ow. All right. Well, that makes me feel both
1: uh, better, but also worse because it, it just sucks forever, I guess. But it does feel good. The feeling when you're not working out, though, is pretty good. Like, I I, I, I'm, I have less of an appetite whenever I'm exercising a lot. And I feel like I'm eating better because I'm more mindful because I'm like, I don't have to work that off later. So I feel like they work pretty well in conjunction with one another. When I'm exercising, I do eat better. You have less of an appetite? Anytime I work out, I'm, I'm way hungrier. No, because I. it's not that like I'm, I am feel less hungry, but like mentally I've got a block where it's like, I don't want to just put on all the calories I just took off. So I want to eat a little bit less. I'm not going to eat like two cheeseburgers. I'll get it. It
2: gives you a broader motivation. Yeah, no, I get that. It does feel good to like, oh, I'm doing it. And uh, that inspires me to like make other better choices.
1: Yeah, like I'll look away from the pile of chocolates and more toward like, I don't know, a vegetable or a fruit or something. I'm like, oh, if I'm on a snack, I'll have this instead. Like, it's just how I feel whenever I'm exercising because I don't want to cancel out the work I'm putting in by eating unhealthy. Anyway, my shoulders hurt. That's it. That's what's going on. Well, good for you, Bob. Happy for you. I need to get back on it more, too. Molly's been good. She's been going to the gym, working out from home. We have, like, an elliptical and a treadmill and some weights and stuff that she's been working out. Nice. I need to get back to it, but this has really been the first week of somewhat... Normalcy. It's kind of like get the house back together, figure out what's growing in that one toilet I've neglected for like a month. And then, uh, how is it? You just moved in. How is there something growing in the toilet already? Or was it there when you got there? And it, was, it was already there. It's like a banana tree. I go and I pull, 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 skip bananas, take them downstairs and eat them. You don't have a banana tree growing on your toilet? I was over there. Wait, what? I must not have seen that bathroom. No, no, no. I'm definitely not exaggerating. I am exaggerating.
0: What are you exaggerating from that it's a banana tree? How exaggerated is this? It's an apple
2: tree, Mark, obviously. Jesus, man.
1: I knew it. It's a grape vine, okay? It's not even a tree. It's a vine. It's really a bush, if anything. What are you pondering, Mark? You got quite the ponderous look about your visage. What are you pondering, man? It wouldn't be the last episode, would it? I'm trying to find news
0: articles and uh, definitely nothing else. That's two, Mark. Are you guys going to
1: explain what these numbers mean?
2: It's fine. It's, it's, you, you're you're assuming it's about you, Wade. But there, you were literally there for the whole previous episode. There's no co- other communication that
1: took place. I have a me-centric position in the universe where, like, I want everyone to be happy, but secretly, I inside, I believe that like I'm the center of the universe, and you, it's a Truman Show, and you guys are all actors in my movie. You're the main character. Yeah, I've got main character syndrome to some extent. So like everything is about me, even when it's not in my own head. Well, sometimes it's not, Wade. You will you're just, you'll adjust. It'll be fine. It'll feel normal after a while. Mark, did you have anything else interesting going on in life that you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, do you want to talk
0: about lenses? Oh. <sighs> it's been a minute. Well, okay. So I did get something that is lens related, but it's more an art piece. All right. So I think you guys will actually find this cool. I, I saw this and I've never seen anything like it before.
2: Mark, how do you feel about all those moon pictures you hate so much knowing now that they were taken with
0: lenses? People are starting to understand. People are starting to understand. They're starting to see like, Oh wait, this guy, he only posts. I (laughs) see. Ah, I understand now. (laughs) I get it.
1: The weirdest grudge of all.
0: <laughs> look, 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 look. Wasn't that the episode Weird Grudges? It's a cutaway of a lens that they cut away the uh, like three quarters of the metal body and they kept the lenses intact as circular pieces. And I saw it and I was like, that is so cool. That is so incredibly cool. I don't really know what lens it is that it's based off of, but for me, it's like it's both. Oh, a- there it is. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For those of you who are
0: listening and not watching, it is a looks like a zoom lens of some kind that is mounted vertically from the smaller side where that attaches to the camera. The open side to the light is up the top, and the circular lens elements, the glass pieces inside, are showcased in a way where you can see all the layers and the different pieces. And it's on a wooden block so you can present it on your your shelf. I don't buy art. I don't buy anything to like show. I don't buy it either. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: You're you're not gonna pull one over on me art that was better than my my free joke earlier it was pretty good Uh, I gotta say, this is what I imagine a binocular. nope, a a horoscope telescope.
0: Are you talking about telescope? Yeah, because what do you think is the difference between a telescope and a lens?
1: One contains lenses and one is a lens?
2: The kind of dick that operates it? (laughs) Yeah, right? But it's cool, right? No, that is, uh, I'm with you, I don't really buy, like, decorative pieces. There's a thing that's in this same vein that's a car thing that I, like, I might get at some point because it's cool. But, like, this is exactly, if I was into lenses I get it because that is that is super cool. If I saw that in someone's house, I would go and like look at it because you can kind of see in this picture, you can kind of see the light is reflecting off the different surfaces of the different glass pieces. And you could see the reflections are not the same, but I would like, I would look through it and be like, what does this lens do? What does this lens do?
0: Oh, dude. It's fascinating. Exactly, right? It's like a, it's like an anatomical model that you'd have with like some of the pieces of the body, like peel the way. It's like that exhibit where
2: the, the, there's no skin, the body's exhibit.
0: except it's a lens yeah exactly and it's it's similar if people have seen when people take old iphones and they disassemble all the parts and they put it in like a plaque it's just interesting to work out because you get to see how it worked but this is something i've never seen anything like this it's actually uh, like i really appreciate the idea here well and if you look at the layers of metal in the casing that is left i can't imagine exactly how they
2: made the cut so clean because it's very intricate and delicate thin pieces in there that are all cut really nicely
0: Yeah, that's like, and all this coming from where was, I don't know how vintage this lens is probably more modern than the ones that I'm normally looking at. That's what's fascinating about these old lenses, because usually they're very affordable because they're older and people want the newer ones. So I don't mind. This probably wasn't an incredibly valuable one. But still, you see the complexity in it. You see the engineering behind it. And like, that's that's what I appreciate the actual like mechanical features of it and the optical like playing with light. It's very cool.
2: Well, and I, I'm sure it's not, the movement is not preserved. I would be super curious how each of those moves when you do pull focus on it.
0: Yeah. Because I'm sure
2: they, I don't expect they all move the same rate, right? Because you don't want them all. So like, it'd be very interesting. Yeah. No, I get that. That's cool. Relatable lens stuff, Mark. I love
0: it. Thank you. It's more art
1: than anything, but I know you don't buy that.
2: I don't buy art.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I figured we would start today off by talking about giving. Do you guys find joy in the gift of giving like birthdays? Are you saying specific? No, I mean like giving something to like another adult sometimes can be fun. Like, you know, if it's something they want or something, you know, they'll be excited to get, but like, it's almost always fulfilling to give like a kid a toy or give a kid something. Cause like just, It always blows their mind to get something new and they always seem so excited whenever it's something you know they're going to be into. I feel like sometimes the adults, like if it's not super exciting, it's kind of like one of those obligatory like, "Uh, here's a gift card, here's this. It's like, oh, thank you. You know, you're genuinely appreciative but it's not the same feeling as seeing like a kid open up that toy they've been wanting and they're like so wide-eyed and like, oh my god! And the way they run around like happily. It's very different.
0: Times have changed. Kids don't appreciate shit nowadays. Mark's Mark's
2: got opinions. I guess I'm trying to think. I don't I don't particularly enjoy giving, like, a thing as a gift unless it's exactly like the thing that's going to drive someone really crazy that the, exactly a thing they've been really wanting but i really like giving more like 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 a, i don't know like doing stuff together like trip like a trip together or like doing doing something where it's like a we've, we're forming a memory i feel like i've talked about that before in another context but like i like that because it's a lasting thing some of my favorite like gifts i've ever given were really more just like oh we're all going to this it's a uh on a trip together or we're all going to this fancy restaurant or whatever and then like that because i remember that very fondly and like everyone shares that experience but yeah like i i do feel that like it's very exciting when you because i suck at giving presents when you get something that's actually a good present whether it's a thing or whatever like it does feel good because you're like i did it it's not (laughs) it's not a gift card and they weren't just like oh an avocado thanks I don't like moving. Did I mentioned my muscles hurt? I'm cool with sitting still. Is that it? Is that the episode? Is it over?
1: That is for me, because the real thing this episode is I want to give a gift to you guys, and that is the gift of sharing hosting, because this episode has never felt like mine, and therefore I want to pass on that feeling to you guys. Bob, I felt like, you know, you conceded last episode, and so I want to pass along my gift to you. You are now the host of this episode, and if you want to pass it on to Mark after a bit, you can. But ultimately... You are now the host.
2: That feels somehow a little bit like re-gifting something that I literally just gave to you and then you didn't even re-wrap it. We're just standing next to each other. You handed it back to me and we're like, and this is for you.
1: It's more like Secret Santa where like I just stole the feet back from you for a bit. Well, as long as I don't have to give a loser speech. Does this technically count as a win for me? Is that what's happening? Is it, This is going
2: to
0: really mess up the spreadsheet if that counts as a real win.
1: You know, that's not my problem.
2: Whoever keeps that graph, we are so sorry about what's happening right now right now. I have no idea what this even... You're the host now. No, we need to sort that. As the host, I declare that we need to sort... Is this a half a win? Is this a whole win for me, but also a whole win for Wade? Do I steal Wade's win? He does. He concedes his win back to me, and so he loses a win, and I gain the win?
1: My thought process was last episode ended, and I was given a win. This episode, I'm now giving you a win, and you can choose to give Mark a win. I didn't realize we could just generate wins out of our... What are we, the government? We just print money? Yeah. Yeah, we, we have been going on long enough that in the bylaws, we can now print wins.
2: This is going to cause some major winflation, guys. <laughs> I see the sadness. I see the sadness in your eyebrows. You laughed at that joke. That's right. You have to live with that forever now. That
1: might be your favorite, my favorite joke of yours in a long time.
0: He's had some bangers today. I feel like a uh, good thing he got the win early because I was I was going to be washed on this one.
1: So you, you won my portion of this episode. If that counts as a full win, that's up to you, my host.
0: It's not an infinite win because you can't exactly make yourself the winner, as we declared in the bylaws after the tyranny of one of the members. We can't remember which one.
1: That's why we refer to Bob as my host now. He's the tyrant leader. My host.
2: No, I, I declare as host that Wade keeps his previous win, this counts as a full win, and it is now by uh, by law of it exists, you can have mid-episode wins that do not end the episode. Technically, we never said declaring a winner has to end the episode, we just always operated under that assumption. I, You know what, I have a burning question. As host who knew this was happening, I have a burning question that I want you to help me answer. How many holes does a straw
0: have? One. Why? Well, okay, is it a crazy straw with multiple spigots, or are we talking to standard straw? Let's start with a
2: standard, non-bendy straw, perfectly straight straw you get from, like, any fast food restaurant. We can progress to types of straws as the debate thickens. Plastic? Plastic turtle murdering straw that you throw <laughs> it on the out of the window of your car into the gutter to live forever in the environment. Yeah, no, a, a McDonald's. Red and yellow striped plastic straw. How many holes? You say you say one
0: hole. No, if it's a McDonald's one, it has two or more because they always are cracked.
2: (laughs) Every time. There are no manufacturing defects. There are no cracks. It was handled with care. Styrofoam packed. It has the intended number of holes in it. But how many is that? It's one. It's one.
1: Wade, what say you? I'm going to annoy you by saying it depends. If You go in one way into the solid object and go from top to bottom. It has one hole. However, in theory, you can go in either side. So it could be two holes. But if it was also made that way and they met in the middle, it would be two holes that therefore met in the middle to create the illusion of one hole. But it could still be two holes okay all right if we're going that route it depends how we define a hole
0: that that is the question and i like that you asked that points to win there are certain things that you can designate at having two entrances i've got like five (laughs) you do you do have like five that's that's accurate but when you are using a straw it has a fully intended purpose of having an intake and an outtake. X-take. So you got your intake and your X-take. It's intaking through one entrance and then X-taking into your mouth and therefore I don't think you can say it as two holes because even if you're talking about a hole in the ground, you know, then even that definition is arbitrary. Uh, and it doesn't have another entrance. It at the very least has the other exit blocked by dirt. What you have when you start to dig a hole in the round is a partial hole.
2: A something, for something to be a hole, it implies that it goes all the way through the thing that it is a hole in?
0: Not, well, yes, but the other end can be blocked. When you dig in the ground, the other the other end is blocked by dirt.
2: But there's a theoretical hole that continues through all the way to the other side of the earth
1: or wherever. Okay, so let's say someone starts digging a hole through the earth this way. Someone starts digging a hole through the earth this way. They stop here. They're not touching. They're not connected. Is it two holes? Because this one should go through this way. This one should go through this way. It's like Schrodinger's hole. It's not Uh known whether or not Uh it's going to be Uh a singular hole until they intersect. What if they do intersect? And then you've got this pattern. Is this one hole, two hole, four holes, infinite holes?
0: I'd say when you have like two things that are continuing onward, they didn't kill each other. Did the diggers kill each other? No, they got there at different time. So
2: one was dug and then one was dug and they just happened to intersect, right?
0: I think that was would qualify as a single hole because it doesn't matter how many entrances or exits, it's all the same hole. Interesting. No, I don't know about that one. I withdraw.
2: Points to Mark for being bold. Points to Mark for... All right, Mark, you brought this up with the crazy straw, but I have a different way I like to illustrate the complexity of this point. So we, so let's say, for argument's sake, there is one hole in a normal straight straw. It goes the top and the bottom, they're connected by one hole. A human digestive tract has one opening that things traditionally go into and another opening that things traditionally go out of and they are connected if you ignore the complexities of the digestive tract essentially they are connected by one tunnel that winds its way through the torso of the human body so does a human a digestive tract have one hole or do you have a mouth hole and a butthole
0: that are two holes my argument is falling apart. No, my argument is falling apart before me. I would like to say that Wade has clearly surpassed me in every single way. I abstain and therefore yield the remainder of my time to the greater man and the bigger victor, Wade Barnes.
1: Great. Thank you. I, I'm going to use my time to agree with Mark that oral and anal, if you look at them side by side, they're the same picture. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> suppository you can take your ibuprofen either way you can
2: eat those or put them up the other end and it's the same thing that's your argument i watch
1: south park if you eat through your butthole you'll just poop out your mouth it works that way that's just science therefore they are the same hole and mark is right he tried to yield but i i can't accept because i agree with him
0: Wow, points to Mark for being so utterly correct. Thank you. It was my strategy all along to use Wade's paranoia against him. I doubled down on my argument. Double points to Mark for doubling down. I'm going to triple
1: down on Mark's point there. Triple down.
2: Triple points to Mark for Wade tripling down. Thank you. There's a distinction between... Two openings of a hole and how much distance is between them. I don't know what the limit is, but I think there is a limit where if there is an opening and an opening and they're connected by thousands of miles of tunnel through the earth or whatever, but they are connected and they technically form one tunnel. I would say that's different holes. I think there's a limit somewhere in there where there's enough distance between one end and the other end that it's like, those. that's no longer a hole with two openings. That's two holes that happen to intersect within their
0: their complicated meanderings. If you think about it, like, if you were to take a piece of paper and you were to folded in half, you know the old wormhole
1: argument. Schrodinger's paper.
0: But imagine that it like didn't have, it wasn't this, it was just like, it was one solid block that then you peeled in half, you know what I mean? So you got your hole in there and then you mechanically separate it later into two pieces, but it was bridged by that tunnel inside of it. Like at what point does it become two holes connected by like a curvy bridge in between them, you know what I mean?
1: So. I mean, you're, you're talking about fundamentally separating the hole, which I think does make multiple holes.
0: Well, there, what's the difference between separating the hole and making the entrances farther apart? I think Bob's right in that there probably is a delineation of like, if this was connected in a solid piece that just like swelled like a balloon, at what point is it two holes
1: to the balloon, you know? Does our knowledge change how many holes there are? Like, let's imagine we had a cube, right? Just a cube and there's a hole on it. We all agree it's a hole. But
2: well, you can't see where it goes. Here's we don't know.
1: We don't know where it goes, how deep sure, it is anything. Sure. We just see a hole. Now, imagine there's a second hole in the cube. We don't know if it connects to the other one. If it doesn't, we just know that there's a second appearing hole. Oh, that's clearly two holes to the external observer, right? If we find out that it's in fact one tunnel connecting the two holes, does it change our perspective that it's now one hole? Or do we think of it as two now? What if what if you could create an object that never had any holes, but then suddenly has holes?
0: Okay, follow me on this one. Follow me. You have a piece of paper, right?
1: Wow, another one. You... Roll it. A
2: Some sort of holy cannoli? I posit that straws
0: are not straws. Straws are cannolis and all holies are actually cannolis. (laughs) There is no
2: such thing as a holy because we all know they're cannolis.
0: They are cannolis. If we're talking about the tubular holes, it's the wrong argument in the first place.
1: You know, I concede my argument. I think Mark (laughs) Fishbach is the winner. I give him all points. I can no longer stand on my own two legs my feet are long gone so i will sit here and just take my l with a grain of sip oh man i don't even
2: yeah. oh, well i was gonna make a point about i thought it was interesting wade that you were describing there was a point at which you changed from describing a thing with two openings as a hole and that it somehow somehow it became a tunnel with two holes at each end of the tunnel. And the way that that language changed implies to me there must be some delineation between a hole and a tunnel. But that's all just completely shot to hell and blown away. The philosophical 12 gauge that is the cannoli. Uh, just absolutely, like, I was gonna do a whole thing where I was gonna take points and give points and bet. Mark wins, okay? In my miniature episode, in the middle of this full episode, Mark just stole the win <laughs> through transcendence. Not even logic and facts. Well, congratulations Mark,
0: and then you're the host now, so. Alright, okay. So I want to do an episode that is it's it's an offshoot of my last episode basically i'm gonna take the position of against and you guys are gonna take the position of for and if you can convince me that it's i'm wrong and i should be for this thing that's what we do wade you're gonna start and i'm spinning the wheel uh hitler
1: i'm for hitler is that the
0: yeah <laughs> no just where's the
1: wheel could i see this evidence of the spin to play the intermission music Mark, hurry up, time's running out, hurry the fuck up, Marky Moo, come on, time's not waiting for you, it's time for you to host.
0: Okay, I got it.
1: The host is with the most is, Mark liar
0: Yes, hello, I'm your host, Mark, uh, thank you for that hype man, Wade, uh, bonus points to you, congratulations, that was very good of you. What we're gonna do today is we're going to give you some options. For superpowers, I'm going to give you some prompts, some things that have been conjured up. They're not incredible, unless you think they are. And you're going to have to choose between which ones you would like to do. And then we'll each take turns and you can debate the merits of each. And then you can swap powers if you want, I guess. I don't know. We're going to just see how it goes. So, Wade, you're going to go first because I like you. Alright, would you rather have the power of chrono whispers, where you can hear the conversations from the past of any specific location where they occurred, but every time you lo- you use this power, you lose a random memory from your own past. Ooh, interesting, okay. And I'm gonna tabulate who who took what powers, how powerful you are, whoever's
1: most powerful at the end wins. And what was my alternative?
0: Uh, that's, just say yes or no.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> would you rather have this power... Or not.
0: Yeah, I changed how the rules work in the middle of it because I can do that. I'm the host. Shut up and go away. You want me to skip your turn?
1: No, no, it's fine. I think um, between the choice of having that power versus not having it, I'll take it.
0: Okay, I'll give you a choice. That makes sense. That's a good idea. Okay, all right. You can choose between that or molecular gastronomy. You can transform any material into edible food with your touch, but the more you use the power, the less you enjoy the taste of regular food, eventually finding it bland and unsatisfying this should be an obvious answer for you because you only eat
1: bland and unsatisfying food. I feel like that was an unnecessary dig. That was pretty harsh, Mark. Three. The first power sounds more infinitely useful, but I feel like I've got more to lose. So I would take the second power for sustainability, even though I do feel like overall it's a bit weaker. All right, molecular gastronomy it is. You can
0: make food. Bob, do you want to have the option of having the power he left behind? I would like two new powers, please, sir. You can either have ink manipulation. You can control and shape any ink or dye, even in a printed or drawn state. You can change it to whatever you want. But your skin gradually turns the color of the ink you manipulate the most.
2: Corollary power question. Do I become invisible if I just spend a lot of time manipulating invisible
0: ink? Possibly. I, li- I like I like thinking about it. okay, other one gravity reversal the ability to re- reverse gravity for yourself, allowing you to walk on ceilings at the expense of each use induces severe vertigo lasting several hours <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, when you said that in my head, I was like, so I could basically fly if I just flip flop the gravity really fast. <laughs> I could hover, and then I just had a vision of me flying over a city, just like, ah! 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 but I can fly, so you know that's cool. <laughs> just. <laughs> the most earth-shattering vertigo that's ever happened. Oh, hmm. I would definitely take the gravity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the drawback. I like that's a big curb to that power, but I still feel like even having, even as a one-off thing, even having that as an option, I really like. So I would, I would, be, I would take gravity reversal.
0: Yeah, you would become effectively immune to falls- to your death because you could reverse uh i don't know you might overshoot the ledge you were first on but yeah it could probably work in your favor you can use your vomit as like a jet to manipulate where you're going <laughs> there's a limit to how sick you could get so there's a maximum <laughs> point you
2: could reach you just have to become mentally able to overcome that and then you can do anything
0: with gravity all right he's picking gravity uh reversal all right wade it's your turn you can choose between Dreamweaver. Enter and shape people's dreams. However, you can't control your own dreams. They become increasingly more vivid and disturbing. Okay. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Holy shit. Or echo speech. You can replicate any voice you've heard before perfectly, but your natural voice becomes weaker and eventually will disappear.
1: Dreamweaver sounds like a lot of fun, but I do value my sleep and having horrible nightmare dreams sounds terrible. I'll take the echo. Echo. All right. Eventually, you'll
0: lose your own voice, but you can pick up some random person's voice that probably sounds similar. Bob, you can either be in an emotional sponge where you absorb the emotions of others, lessening their emotional burdens, but you experience the absorbed emotions later, at random, intensified, but one time.
2: (laughs) Okay.
0: Ideally while you're in the air From your gravity reversal
2: (laughs) (laughs) Violently puking my way through the air I'm suddenly overcome With the horrific
0: tragedy Of that person's experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh man You can choose between uh, That and temporal artistry Ability to create art that changes Based on the era it's viewed in So any art you make Will change as it moves through time But you become increasingly detached From the current time period feeling like an outsider. I don't know if this means you're gonna live a long time but this one's an odd one. It doesn't sound like a very pleasant existence.
2: But it, I feel like I have to go all in on the pure chaos of the persona that I'm
0: developing. I would have to take the emotional sponge. Well, what's interesting is it doesn't say you only take bad ones, so you could be an emotional vampire. You're floating, puking, sucking up everyone's happiness. I just need to go to
2: a lot of sporting events and root for the like, sit in the winning team section.
0: You're just gonna be going on. I'm not going All right, Wade, you can choose between spectral camouflage, become invisible, but only while holding your breath. Uh, But the longer you're invisible, the longer it takes for your oxygen levels to normalize afterwards. So it's like a timer, the longer you hold it, the longer your recovery period afterwards. Or refractory period, if you will. Yes.
1: So I can hold, if people can hold their breath for what, like usually a couple minutes?
2: If you train it really hard, you can hold up to like 10, 15 minutes, I think.
0: Or you omniglot understanding, understand any written language instantly, not speaking, written, uh, but you start forgetting words in your native language, making communication in it gradually more challenging.
1: I feel like I can use my phone to kind of do that already to some extent, so I'm gonna go invisible.
0: All right, well, here comes Mr. Emotional Vampire himself. (laughs) Bob, you can choose between shadow sculpting, the ability to change shape, or, uh, sorry, the ability to shape and harden shadows into tangible objects however you become increasingly sensitive to light eventually finding daylight painful or you can be a biomimicry genius instantly mimic the abilities of any animal you touch but you also briefly adopt the animal's instincts and behaviors which can be socially awkward or dangerous (laughs) no i
2: feel like you know what i have a built-in defense mechanism for that. I take the biomimicry one with the understanding that a part of my system is, right as I'm about to touch the animal to steal their traits, I flip gravity like like a light switch. I just go like like real quick. <laughs> so I do that and then I touch the animal and then I'm incapacitated with the insane vertigo until the instinct thing wears off and then I just have that animal's ability. So it's it's a, it's a still a tra- Yeah, no, I, I take the biomimicry thing. Yeah, yeah. Alright, okay. <laughs> just, just do a couple quick gravity flips get myself real sick your vertigo is going to suck dude <laughs> man this is a hell of a trade off
1: I don't know if your body could keep taking these punishments all at once oh man
0: I don't know why you're getting the language ones okay your linguistic chameleon Speak and understand any language but only while directly conversing with someone who is a native speaker But you forget how to speak that language immediately after the conversation ends So you can speak to anybody, you don't forget anything of your own But you can't take it with you afterwards Um, or Digital Whisperer, instantly fix any software bug by touching the device However, each fix temporarily transfers the bug's effect to your brain Causing glitches in your
1: perception or memory I'll go with the first one. Being able to communicate with anybody, that just seems strong. Even if I lose after a while, I don't don't lose the memory of talking to them. I just can't do it again, but... Bob.
0: (laughs) Emotional amplifier. (laughs) Oh, no. You can (laughs) intensify the emotions of those around you. However you start to become emotionally numb or probability minimizer. Reduce the likelihood of minor inconveniences. It just says minor. However, major inconveniences start to become slightly more likely. The thing about that is
2: I'm, I'm ter- terribly curious to test the bounds of what is a minor versus major inconvenience.
0: It says, okay, the examples it gives, minor inconvenience like rain during a picnic
2: if we're building characters, I guess I have to take the one that synergizes with the rest of what I got going on here. I have to have the emotional amplified. Cause that means that's what I'm talking about. I've, if I could, if I could find the right group of people, I could amplify their emotions and then in absorb the amplified version of the emotion.
0: Theoretically. That's true. It's like a drug. You got to get more every time, but that high keeps getting higher. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I, it's, yeah. I'll, I'll consider that at the end because you guys are very powerful. You have, wait, you have molecular gastronomy. You can turn anything into food with a touch, but the longer you use it, the less tasty things become. You lose your, everything bland and yeah. You have echo speech, which is you replicate any voices perfectly. Um, you have spectral camouflage. You can uh, hold your breath and become invisible. And you have linguistic chameleon, uh, which means that you can talk to anybody in that language. Bob, you have gravity reversal with vertigo. You're an emotional sponge but you'll feel it later at random intensified. Your biomimicry, you can touch animals and basically absorb their traits, and emotional amplifier. You can make anyone
1: have their emotions intensified, but slowly lose your own... I have a question about this. If he feels the emotions intensified later, but also he's emotionally becoming numb, does that mean the numbness overwrites the emotional later? Or does it mean like... I think it's diminishing returns every time. So
0: it will become less, but he can counteract it with an equivalently large emotion from someone else. And let's say the intensified is doubled or something like that. Whatever emotion you feel is doubled later. A lot of emotional stuff, a lot of puking. And animal things for whatever reason. Hey,
2: animals feel emotion too, so... Oh, I could tell what, I could finally tell what uh, emotions animals are feeling later. Not now, but later. (laughs) (laughs) Sometime. At some point, like, oh man, was that a, was that a dog that was sad or was that the gorilla?
0: Oh no. Well, he's thinking about bananas and he's sad, so I guess I got to assume. I would think like the molecular gastronomy might be good if you could get a touch in, but Bob's gravity reversal means you're going to have trouble doing that
1: are we fighting each other i was just thinking in general my powers feel more overall useful but bob's feel a lot more fun and chaotic this is prep time
0: this is a fight determined by prep time if if bob can get a big enough emotional bomb to unleash on you but you'll have to hold your you'll be holding your breath before the fight so he can't spot you he might be able to sense you in your emotions your sweet Emotions, But it's all about getting that touch, because if you can turn them into food, I feel like that's game over. But if yeah. you're crippled with emotion and or you're recovering from oxygen, that's going to be the trouble.
1: With prep time, I can communicate with wildlife and people around, though, to try to influence their emotions ahead of time to give Bob an emotional bomb.
0: It just says linguistic chameleon, which I think is languages. You have to speak with a native language.
1: Then just people nearby. I can communicate with people nearby and give them like some emotional back Baggage? But I don't know Bob can win but also lose horribly or he could win and then lose horribly What if what if what if Bob conjures up a horny bomb? Congrats. You just made wade Uh, so this one, I
0: feel like because, Bob, you will be floating, but the vertigo does last quite a while, so you gotta be careful. I- it's all about prep for me, I think. I don't know if
2: the gravity- if the gravity switch is really the thing I use in the heat of the battle. I feel like the- the thing that- the crux for me is what animal's powers do I bring to the battle? I would need to pick, like, a good- like, if I- if I got, like, a hawk and I- I
0: get their traits, does that mean I can- fly like a hawk? I would assume yes because it combos with your power. However, I don't know about its vertigo resistance but I would think pretty high because they're flying. So yeah, you would get an animal that has a lot of vertigo resistance. If you can get a big enough like I guess Sadness Bomb would really be the one. I guess you could also have a gun. I don't know. <laughs> <That's really laughs> you could have just a gun. show up with a
1: gun. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to just be out in the open, right? Depends where we're fighting too, because I'd want to get him contained in a place that neutralizes his flying abilities.
0: Man, you guys really don't have any killer powers, so it really comes down to... I could feed him. I think my strategy would either be the
2: animal, or I would have to create the spark of a negative emotion in wade and latch onto that and amplify it until he just couldn't he couldn't deal with it anymore
0: is hunger an emotion because if you give him a big enough hunger bomb and then double it he might be tempted to turn himself into food or anything around him into food you could definitely be hangry which might get you there.
1: But if I'm invisible, like, I could win in the short term if I could get catch you off guard by being invisible and just, like, popping you. Because none of us have, like, any kind of resistance.
0: But I feel like he would sense your emotions. I think
2: the the thing would be setting, right? If I was in a place where it was isolated and I could tell there was an emotion around me, I would know it was you because there's nothing else around or whatever. But if I were in, like, a crowd, yeah, I don't think I could sense you versus anyone else. It really, I would have to be super careful on setting.
1: I'm not sure our powers are really... Defined to duel each other. We're kind of just like No, you're the per- you're you're the perfect matchup.
0: You're the perfect matchup the to fight each other. This is this is really it. Um so I think it's it's just like, yeah, it comes down to setting. If Bob has open spaces with high ledges, he wins, like an inner city, but that might work no, then he has a lot of emotional people to
1: I don't know what you guys picture, but I picture me going around like invisible, like making food, like on the run, surviving. I picture Bob fucking flip flopping through the air vomiting <laughs> while he flies around. And everyone's like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a very tumultuous uh, character in this universe.
1: Watching him would be like watching a propeller As <laughs> <laughs> he just changes gravity constantly to
2: fly. Yeah, it'd be fine. It'd be great. It's just, Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And you know that scene in in Wally where he's in space, but he's got the fire extinguisher. It's like that, but with vomit. I, I mean, that's the thing, Mark. You have to decide who wins. I I feel like Wade and I have both built quite the quite the characters, but it is on you to pick uh, pick
0: the ultimate winner. I guess I'll let ChatGPT figure this out. All right. In the quaint town square, where the cobblestones echoed with history and the air buzzed with the chatter of locals, an unusual confrontation was set to unfold. Wade, known for his unique set of abilities, was preparing to face off against Bob, an an adversary with equally formidable powers. Wade, utilizing his molecular gastronomy, had already transformed nearby objects into edible substances, creating an array of bizarre but strategic distractions. His echo speech allowed him to mimic voices from the crowd, causing confusion. I had forgotten about that. Meanwhile, his spectral camouflage rendered him invisible, a ghostly predator among the unsuspecting townspeople. The linguistic chameleon ability kept him in tune with the multilingual murmurs of the crowd, ready to use any piece of information to his advantage. Bob, on the other hand, was already feeling the initial pangs of vertigo as he (laughs) constantly hovered
1: above the ground using gravity
0: reversal. (laughs) The disorientation didn't deter him. He was determined to locate Wade. His emotional sponge ability absorbed The collective excitement and anxiety of the crowd Fueling his resolve The biomimicry genius power granted him The agility of a cat And the keen senses of a hawk aiding in his search his trump card an emotion bomb crafted using emotional amplifier was primed to unleash a wave of overwhelming feelings to incapacitate wade the square alive with the festival's spirits was obviously oblivious to the impending clash wade invisible and silent maneuvered through the crowd his senses alert he could taste the tension in the air a flavor created by his own powers <laughs> slightly <laughs> nauseating due to his overuse of molecular <laughs> astronomy.
2: I love that Chachi GP knows we overuse that power all oh, the time. He would just abuse it.
0: Hey,
1: Everyone else loves it. It just sucks for me, you know?
0: Bob, struggling to maintain altitude, scanned the area. His vertigo was worsening, the world spinning around him, yet his determination was fueled by the emotions he observed, converting anxiety into focus. Suddenly, Bob spotted a distortion in the air, a sign of Wade's invisibility. He dove towards it, ready to release the emotion bomb. Wade, sensing the approach through the vibrations in the air and the shift in languages braced himself. My god, is that bobbish? <laughs> <laughs>
2: As everyone became frightened, they started talking in French. Whoa, wait
0: a minute. As Bob unleashed the wave of emotions, Wade's linguistic chameleon ability unexpectedly acted as a buffer. The myriad languages in his mind creating a barrier against the full impact of the bomb. I'm imagining because it spins off some emotions into other languages so different comprehensions of I don't know, that's fun. Wade reappeared slightly dazed but still in the fight. He mimicked the voice of a child in the crowd, distracting Bob Bob, now fighting severe vertigo And disoriented by the unexpected voice Struggled to focus Wade seized this moment Using molecular gastronomy To turn the ground beneath Bob's feet Into a slippery gelatinous substance Bob, unable to maintain his balance Crashed to the ground The impact jarring him Wade approached Ready to end the confrontation But as he drew near Bob, in a desperate move Imitated the strength of a bear With his biomimicry Lunged at Wade Knocking him off balance The two grappled powers clashing in a spectacle that left the crowd bewildered and frightened, but as the struggle continued it became clear that the constant use of their powers was taking its tolls. Wade's taste buds were numbed, and his voice was a mere <laughs> whisper. Bob, overwhelmed by the absorbed emotions and dizzy from gravity, was barely able to stand. In the end, it was not the strength of their power, but the resiliency of their human spirit that determined the outcome. Wade, recognizing the futility of the fight and the harm it was causing, decided to withdraw, using his spectro- cam- camouflage one last time. He vanished from sight, leaving a bewildered and weary Bob amidst the confused but unharmed crowd. The battle ended not with a definitive victor, but with the realization that sometimes the greatest strength lies in choosing not
1: to fight. Well, they were as good at figuring it out as we were.
0: Thanks a lot, ChatGPT.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: what the hell kind of nothing burger bullshit? Man, what a what a tease. We got all the way through that. You bear kicked me. I fooded your feet
0: (laughs) Uh, that's the end of act one finish the movie chat gpt yeah i just asked it i said oh come on pick a winner (laughs) seizing the moment bob channeling the strength of a bear charged towards wade wade reeling from the emotional onslaught oh you sent another emotion bomb bob reached wade just as he turned invisible again he struck with the full force of the bear catching wade off guard impact was powerful enough to knock him to the ground rendering him disoriented unable to effectively use his power bob standing over had a clear advantage although struggling with zone downsides, severe vertigo, and emotional overload. Bob managed to land a decisive blow, though. He grabbed Wade, neutralizing his remaining resistance. That's it. All right, Bob, you win! (laughs) fair 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 is fair i guess i don't know (laughs) i mean i think it's right it's like this is a weirdly even matchup, and we don't know why you're fighting in the first place
1: like I, i feel like again my advantage would come early if i don't finish it early depending on how severe your vertigo or emotional stuff gets like your animal powers and also just your abilities are stronger it's just, I, I rely more on staying hidden. If once you find me, you would have the advantage as long as you aren't just vomiting and in emotional
2: pain. It should have had you turn the grout into a cannoli and then I would have got stuck inside of it.
1: Turns out my real weakness this whole time was bears. <laughs> 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 yeah. You knew you weren't ready for bears, were you? <laughs> I was ready for everything else, but as soon as you had bear power, I was done for. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, Bob, you win, I guess.
0: I certainly earned it. Yep. Do I end this episode? I was the winner. Yeah, I have to take on the response. All right, thank you so much for joining me on this mini portion. I'm ending both my mini portion and the episode because why not? Watch out for Bob hovering and puking above you. Hard to miss. Hard to miss.
1: You might be into it. Depends what kind of emotions you're feeling at the time. Bob winner speech, I guess
2: yeah, I mean, i I really like the characters that I built. I'm glad I don't actually have to live with those powers, but I think uh, that's a hilarious combination of things that if the animal thing works the way the Jad GBT said it does, it's clearly a little overpowered, I think. but yeah, you know, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a, that's a happen chance. That's a uh, good good fight, I guess. Wade I, and and yeah, handshakes all around and Mark that's
1: four. All right, Wade, loser speech. Um thank you guys for playing along and uh Bob, congrats on two wins today. That's pretty amazing. Uh to get a win from both of the other hosts in the same episode is a pretty powerful never before done thing. So you've accomplished the impossible. Um so congrats to you on that. I have no reservations. I think we put it all out there and it turns out Bear wins
0: Thank you for listening And or watching Um If you're confused We're not Podcast now